0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jenny Toe, who is an attorney turned life coach. She was a lawyer with 24 years of experience who decided to pivot to a life coaching business at the peak of the pandemic last year. In our conversation today, we talk about how to reflect deeply on who we are, and how to show up in the world as our unique self, because each and every one of us is truly unique. And she has a special message for introverts to not strive to be like others, but to appreciate who you are and how you were created. So let's jump right into it. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, hi, Ken. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, awesome. I was super excited to see your guest application come through. Uh, but most of my audience doesn't know who is Jenny Toe. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on who is Jenny?
1: Sure, Ken. Well, uh, I live all the way across the globe from where you are, Ken. I'm based in Singapore. Uh, my first career is uh, being a trial attorney. And I recently pivoted to be a life coach in 2019. That's when I trained to be a coach. I started my life coaching business at the peak of the pandemic last year in April. It's going... Well now, thankfully, there were quite yeah. a lot of ups and downs, but thankfully, it's going well now. I'm I'm happy with how it's growing. On the personal front, I'm a mother of three kids, and I have a teenage son. He's sixteen, and two girls, um, ten and nine years old. So life is pretty busy on the professional front, and as well at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And I, I know kids can keep you busy. And it's almost a full-time job by itself on top of trying to manage, you know, multiple careers. Talk, talk to me a little about what it was like, you know, when you were coming up through your childhood, your teenage years, what made you go the route of becoming a lawyer? That, that career has always intrigued me. What was it that drew you into that? And, and what was that like for you?
1: Oh, interesting, you should ask that, Ken, because you know, if, if you knew me then, uh, you wouldn't think that I would have set myself up to be a lawyer. I was very shy as a child, and I didn't know that I was an introvert then. I only discovered about introversion and extroversion at, at the later stage in my life when I, I'm, I'm working. Um, so, what drove me to law is that uh, I have this deep inner sense of justice, I, I, I guess I was very black and white then. And of course, it's, it's not how things are in reality before, uh, when you start working, but when I was, uh, studying I was reading novels and uh, I always wanted you know to, to stand up for the underdog so actually back then I was thinking you know how great it would be if I set up my little law practice uh, doing pro bono work so you can see Ken there is a common thread here that I do want to help people uh, but at that point of time I had no idea what coaching was so yeah. it was that it was my passion to actually help people those who are not hurt and i pushed myself out of my comfort zone to to pick up law and and to study it because uh, there's a lot of uh it, it's surprised it may be surprising to you when you say that you know lawyers should be extroverted, right, and they're quite brash <laughs> and and <laughs> aggressive. On the contrary, there's uh, there are lawyers who are quite a number of lawyers who are introverts because we we tend to think a lot and and mm-hmm. we take a situation and we mull about it and we think of all possible <laughs> uh, scenarios. And we quietly draft something up. So, so there are many uh, different types of uh, people in, in this profession. Yes.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You, you, <laughs> when you look at different professions or different careers, you know, a lot of times we think of a certain personality type that fits that. But you, know, you can break the mold and, and follow something that most people wouldn't think would be your typical personality. But um, tell me, it's interesting you talk about you wanting to help people. Was that Mm. what drove your transition from being a lawyer to starting your own life coaching business?
1: well that's that's something a bit different uh ken i i'm a christian and i believe that this is what god wants me to do in this phase of my life right now but of course you know being very rational and very practical when i was first called to do this i i was exposed to coaching uh in an organization i was working for as a mid-level manager so so they put the managers through like a two-day coaching program just to be better managers so that's when i was first bitten by the bug but Mm -hmm. I thought okay it's a good skill to have you know I've got a full-time job I've got three kids Uh, let's just put it aside you know let's just leave it it's a good skill that's about it I'm not going to do anything more with it so I left it and it was this feeling that never quite went away and it it came to a point that I couldn't suppress it anymore and that's when I knew that I need to do this the the desire to do it became stronger and stronger that I, I couldn't push it aside anymore so of course i i discussed it with my husband uh we we spend time contemplating the budget as well because you know when you do uh when you launch a business and give up your full-time job that's (laughs) quite a big change so i'm saying that uh especially to your listeners if they're thinking of of starting up something do the homework first
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: at the same time it's not going to be perfect your your first business plan or, or your first idea so you need to come to a stage where you say i want to do this and let's just do it but of course you know don't don't jump into it blindly i i didn't <laughs> i did a lot of planning i guess mine was on the flip side i planned so much and uh it was difficult for me to take that step but i decided to take that step out in faith thinking that you know if god is calling me to do this uh yeah, let's just see what happens one day at a time. And and here we are, Ken.
0: Yeah, that that's actually uh, what you said there, that's an inspiration to me to step out in faith. Um, I'm also a, a Christian and you know, I hadn't really known anything about coaching until about three years ago. Mm-hmm. I've worked with youth for about fifteen years in and out of the in, in a church setting, as well as my wife and I just not really adopting kids, but we have a lot of kids that call us their godparents because we've spent mm. so much time with them. And about three years ago, my construction business had slowed to the point where I was home without work for several weeks in a row. And so I started researching online, you know, what's what's some kind of career or how can I earn money from home? And this mm. life coaching thing popped up for me. And I started diving into that. And I said, you know, this is something I can use in my work with youth. But I I've struggled to make that leap to step out and give up my other full-time business. And so the life coaching hasn't taken off like I would have hoped it to, but it, it's really inspiring to me to hear you say that, you know, if God calls you to something, step out in faith. Maybe my faith yes, isn't it, strong enough. No,
1: no, 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 don't Don't say that. Don't say that. We all feel, you know, um, fearful of the uncertainty it, right. it, it is normal um, it's just to to take that step in faith and you and, and God wants you to take small steps he's not mm. saying can you know just drop everything because you do have a family and, and you do need an income so I still do legal consulting work on the side as well as while growing my coaching business so it's not like uh, all or nothing for me and if you speak to a lot of uh, other entrepreneurs you would know that they do a lot of things <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. they, they have their hand here and their hand there because <laughs> now in, in this day and age uh, like what people say it's not safe to put all your eggs in one basket yep. so the main thing is to figure out what you really enjoy doing so, so for me the legal work still stimulates me intellectually I still like that kind of challenge
0: mm. coaching
1: mm. for me is more of a hard matter I, I connect with my clients i i feel really fulfilled when i see them get from a good place to a better place or when they have an awareness or when they they learn oh so this is what is blocking me so so that really makes me feel fulfilled Uh, after a long day and i coach and and that client says that you know jenny i i now see something that i didn't quite see in the beginning that's enough to make me smile from ear to ear
0: yeah, that's, that's an awesome thing is when you can be the instigator of somebody's transition, like you can drive them to, to seeing that change. What would you say is the thing you enjoy the most about coaching? And I know as coaches, we all enjoy helping somebody, you know, get to that little bit better place in their life. What is that thing for you that really keeps you coming back to it? And, and I guess the thing you enjoy most about the coaching aspect.
1: It's like uh, one of my mentor coaches said it's like peeling the onion. <laughs> so mm, yeah. you know. So so through coaching you peel the layers of the onion that, that you know that is the client's world and, and in order to get to their their deepest belief. Uh, of of who they are and a lot of times you really have to peel the layers and at times it can be painful it can be funny uh and it's just that whole process i mean what i really like being being an introvert is this strong sense of connection with another person i mean i I do give webinars and training but after that i need my own downtime to to recharge and refresh myself but with coaching is really connecting with my client on a one-to-one basis and and seeing how they discover who they truly are because a lot of times as you know ken we're busy and we caught up with a lot of activities then we lose track of what do we really want in life what really makes us happy because we are like a hamster running on on the treadmill we don't (laughs) don't really realize we've forgotten actually we've forgotten who we truly are and and what gives us joy
0: yeah that's so true Uh, You mentioned you've talked several times about being an introvert, and yet you also mentioned you enjoy connecting with your clients. So often, people think of introverts as disconnected people, just because we tend to not talk a lot. Mm. We our our mind runs a thousand miles an hour, and our mouth only goes about two miles an hour. And an extrovert is tends to be the opposite. In from my from my viewpoint. What would you say is the biggest difference between an introvert and an extrovert? How do you see that?
1: Yeah, interesting question. And it's a double whammy for me because for the longest time, like I just uh, said earlier, as a child, I was very shy. So Mm. I was very shy and I'm, I'm introverted. And of course, back then, I didn't know what that meant. So there are a lot of introverts who are shy. At the same time, there are a lot of introverts who are not shy. So how I see it is the difference between an extrovert and an introvert is where you draw your energy from. So an introvert tends to be more introspective. We need our downtime to be alone and to reflect and to be with ourselves. And, and you know, could be doing things... You know, all by ourselves and we're happily, you know, in our little corner (laughs) and then just in our little own world. So maybe that's why people say, oh, introverts are antisocial. It's not because once we've recharged and we've refreshed ourselves, we want to connect again. And we really love that kind of meaningful connection where we can go into deeper conversations. And that's what I I gain from my coaching sessions with my clients. Whereas for extroverts, they draw their energy from conversations with people so it doesn't mean they need to be in parties all the time i have a good friend who's an extrovert so if she goes to a party after that she needs to hang out with two close friends just to carry on the conversation she's not ready (laughs) to go home and i'll tell her look I know I love you guys, but I have to go because I'm really <laughs> tired and they get me. So I can put aside like three hours with them. But after that, I need to go. Whereas, you know, these ladies can carry on throughout the night because that's how they get their energy. They, they, once they are alone, they might feel that, oh, okay, I, you know, I am I, losing that energy. But of course, I'm not saying that extroverts don't rest. They do, but they really get Charged up when when they're with close friends, uh, you know, people they enjoy uh, having conversations with. So so that's how I see the difference.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That that gives you a good visual of maybe how to understand somebody who seems antisocial or somebody who just wants to run their mouth all the time. You know, we've all seen those people at the party who likes to be the center of attention. <laughs> how how does someone know for sure you know if you if you're not the person who is sitting in the corner not talking or not the person at the center of the party how do you know whether or not you're more of an introvert and how can you show up in the world and impact people as an introvert i
1: guess with the pandemic Some of my extroverted friends in the beginning, you know, really suffered because they're like, Oh my goodness, I can't go out. I can't connect Mm -hmm. with anyone. But during this pandemic, Ken, as you, as you know, as you experienced yourself, uh, people have also started becoming more introspective and reflective, even for the introverts, because, you know, as humans, we adapt. Um, so it's it's like a spectrum uh, very few of us introverts are really at the other end like you know hermit i really cannot talk to anyone we're somewhere in between depending on on the situations and and the social circumstances that we're in um so i i wouldn't like really box someone up i may have extroverted traits but a lot of times, the introverted traits come out stronger. And likewise, uh, for an extrovert, uh, he may have introverted traits when he does want to be alone. He does want to think things through. So it's like a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why now they even have this uh, phrase called ambivert, which means you know it depends on where you are. You're like sitting in the middle, and you are so adaptable, and that you can uh, switch from being an introvert to an extrovert, you know, depending on the social situation. So I'm I'm not an ambivert, but it's (laughs) it's a a new term that comes up. Yeah. So so for introverts on how they would show up, like if it's for networking, I think that's like a horror word for introverts. (laughs) Like I don't want to network. (laughs) Um, It's just looking at it differently. You're not networking you are seeking to make meaningful connections and if you put in your mind that you set aside two hours at this event and your target is to talk uh, meaningfully to three people i think that's that's a great way to get started so it, it takes the pressure off you like oh do i really have to talk to everyone no i spend two hours there as long as i get to talk to three people I'm happy if I talk to the fourth person. That's a bonus. So, so you know, ease off the pressure of yourself mm-hmm. to 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 fit with others. You know, have have a goal in mind. If I go to something, how long do I want to stay there? Uh, and uh, how many people do I want to talk to? And if you're going with a friend, great. You can always you know. If your friend's an extrovert, great. Your extroverted friend can start introducing you to other people. But then at the end of the day, you need to decide, do you want to be in a big group, small group, or just one-to-one? So just find out what, what makes you most comfortable.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting how you brought that out about you know networking. <laughs> I, I'm an introvert myself most times. Okay. Uh, depending on the situation, I can be extroverted as well. But mostly, I I like like you said. I, I I enjoy meaningful conversation. I've I've told my wife for years like I hate small talk. I can get about two minutes in with somebody in, with small talk, and then I'm done. I'll have to find somebody else to talk to until I can connect with somebody to to talk about something meaningful. Something I guess I like ideas and. Most times introverts tend to be a little more, um, their mind operates a little faster. It seems like they're, they're more thoughtful rather than speaking. And so they have to have something to speak about or like not just a general conversation. How's the weather? You know, you can only get so far with that. But when you have a, a goal in mind with the conversation, it's much easier to show up as an extrovert, even though you might be an introvert. But so often we get those voices in our head, you know, like, I'm an introvert and I'm out of place here. And those voices tell us that we're not doing good enough. Like, I've got to be something I'm not because I'm trying to be out of place here. What do you do with those voices in your head that are trying to tell you you're not being authentic or you're not good enough?
1: That's a good one, Ken. It's just voices in our minds. It's not who we are. Um, I know these voices show up under the disguise that they want to take care of us and, you know, they, they want to protect us from being, uh, I don't know, ridiculed or something. So a- as a result, we, we hold back. So what I tell my clients who are introverts is what when you go to an event or you're at a meeting, what is it that you want out from that meeting? Uh, is it to uh present something? So so like you said, can rightly so introverts need a lot of preparation uh before anything, and that seems to be a common trait for introverts. So by all means prepare, but at the same time, uh you need to push yourself just a little bit outside the comfort zone to say something. So I have a client who says, I've got all these ideas. I never speak in meetings because I don't think they're good enough. I need them to be 100% before I speak. And then Ken, you know, there are so many extroverted people in a meeting. They've gone off three topics ahead before she could (laughs) even speak. So I asked her to take a step back and to reflect in those meetings um, that has happened. How many of those ideas that come out by other people are 100? She says, oh no, half of them are half-baked <laughs> and people don't care. So it's just like everyone brainstorming and telling ideas. So I said, what will we'll get you to speak? Then she thought about it and she realized that, okay, it's fine if my ideas are only at 50%. Uh, chances are it's better than some of the things the people say. So she committed to herself that she will take an opportunity to speak on two topics each time but that comes with preparation so that's how she she slowly puts herself out there so, so that's more in the workplace in the professional context i guess you can use it similarly in in social gatherings as well i'm not saying you need to prepare topics but like you can small talk uh tires you out after two minutes so you know, engage with people who probably have common interests or, Mm. or, you know, a a deeper uh, level of conversation. And uh, I I guess in in a social gathering, the pressures off on you to perform, although I know a lot of people, we we still have this performance anxiety, (laughs) even in parties like, do I show up? Well, I think prepare yourself by going into it again, thinking that I'm going to have a nice time. I'm gonna meet two nice people. So so once you have that positive anticipation in your mind, um, you know, outwardly you will also give out that energy. If if you're always thinking like, oh, what would people think about me? You know, people can sense that. Like you know, okay, what what's what's wrong with her? So so just, I I know it's it's not. It's not a very good phrase to say, fake it until you make it, <laughs> but, but, uh, think of it, it. It's, it's social, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just think about like, who do you want to connect with? I don't have to connect with everyone. As long as I connect with, you know, a handful of people, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You've mentioned several times you're coaching clients. What kind of programs do you offer in your coaching and, uh, how can somebody work with you if they're, if they're interested in finding out more about your coaching programs? If they are interested in something like that, where would they find what you offer and how would they go about contacting you?
1: Okay. Uh, my my signature program is to take my clients on, on a longer journey. So they discover what their values are, what their strengths are, and how to leverage their strengths to their goals, whether it's career or life goals. And for the values part, they discover what their higher purpose in life is. I mean, I coach both believers and non-believers and there's for all of us, we all have this higher purpose, something that you truly believe in, your dreams that you, that you want to pursue, but you put it aside because you know life got in its way. So, so that's the longer signature program that I have. Um, as clients don't know me from from the uh from you know from the first instance, they normally opt for a three session program. So that's more like a, a taster, just to right. just to get to know me and to build a rapport. And I have a lot of repeat clients after that who say, "Okay, Jenny, I want to continue with you," and and then we we continue as well. So people can find me on my website, uh, riverlifecoaching.com. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Ken. So uh, that's under Jenny Toh, T-O-H, or River Life Coaching. So I've got my own page and my business page. Uh, Either way, you can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely put those links in the show notes. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with the audience before we call it a wrap?
1: Well, I think we all struggle with fear of uh, being judged. That goes without saying, even for extroverts, it's just that extroverts perhaps hide it better or are better equipped to deal with it. Uh, whereas for introverts, uh, as you say, can we are deep thinkers and we mull about a lot of things? So my encouragement to, to listeners is that if you think you're nervous about this particular meeting or party, you're not the only one. Everyone is nervous. It's just <laughs> that they may hide it better than you. So I don't know whether you take comfort in that everyone feels the same way as you are, especially in public speaking or, you know, in stepping out. Um, yeah, we all go through that. Um, and it takes practice. Once you have a little success in, in maybe presenting, uh, celebrate that success. And tell yourself, I've done it once, I can do it again.
0: Yep. Awesome. Jenny, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a fun conversation.
1: Yes, I really had fun too, Ken. Thank you.
0: That was a super fun interview for me to do. And it was especially insightful how she talked about where introverts versus extroverts get their energy from. An introvert needs to get their energy from alone time, from reflection, and an Extrovert draws their energy from other people. So I hope that helps you kind of identify where you draw your energy from and can really help you show up in the world more authentically, more as who you are and not be afraid to be you, not feel like you have to fit in in somebody else's shoes or show up like somebody else does. You don't have to be the guy or the girl at the party who is the center of attention. You can be who you were created to be. Don't forget to go check out Jenny's website and follow her on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what she has to say, if she sounds like somebody who you would enjoy connecting with, go ahead and reach out to her and consider working with her if you are also looking for your purpose in life. Those links will be in the show notes. Do good work.